There. Welcome to Tech Talk Weekly. I'm Bob from Creation Station. This is our weekly show where we give you two to three interesting tech stories in the news, send you on your way with something fun from the library, get you all caught up in about 20 minutes for your week. As always, if you have any ideas that you want us to share, creationstation at broward.org comes directly to me. And today my guest host is Joe from Business Services. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing very well. Thanks, Bob. I'm very happy to be here today to share um, some opinions on interesting tech topics. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. we got some really cool stories. So really quick, we're going to come back to it at the end also. Tell everybody, what do you actually do? Because you're one of those behind-the-scenes people that the library would not function with if you weren't here. Okay, we're um, the business services department, and we're like in the Wizard of Oz, the man behind the curtain. What we do is we, uh, we take care of all the business aspects, we, uh, the contracts, the grants the payrolls, the budgets, uh, those are big parts of everything that we do. So we keep everything running behind the scenes and the operations people are the people that everyone sees in the libraries. And uh, we make sure that they function and they can do their jobs appropriately. How, how's the staff recovered from uh, Kronos? Um, we actually, my staff did an excellent job with that. Oh, I mean, they did, we, uh, yeah. Everybody pitched in, everyone did a great job. Uh, we finally came back, we tested everything and everything seems to be working okay, and uh, everyone got paid. Excellent. That was the key thing. <laughs> Excellent. There we go. There we go. Everybody got paid. There we go. In case anybody hasn't been paying attention to the news, we talked about it a few weeks ago with the Kronos hack and everything breaking down. That's not a story for this week, though. Let's talk about what we actually have out there for today's stories. And uh, the first one is electric sheep. And I know that's a, that's a take on a Philip Dick. Don't worry. We know this. Okay, Dick's stories. However, um, and you probably have seen a bunch of other robotic lawnmower things. iRobot's got their own. Um, a couple of other companies that make them that you just leave outside and do. This one's different because you take an existing regular standing lawnmower like any landscaping company uses, and then you bolt this onto it so that you can then turn your existing gear into robotic lawnmowers. What do you I mean, think, Joe? Do you, you think, think we're going too far? No, actually, I, I kind of wish I had one of these when I was uh, I had my house up in Boston because we had a huge lawn in the back. And from what I understand with this is all you do is you keep going back and forth on a certain patent, and the robotics um, understands that patent, yep. and they'll do it the same way. Yeah, it's you just go teach it where, where and how you like your lawn mowed, and it goes and it does it. It's a crazy idea. I mean, for landscaping companies, this could be a huge find because I mean, just like everybody else is out there, you know, struggling to hire people. There you go. You can get one of these things and take care of golf courses, etc., and all those things. It would be really an amazing thing to to take off like that. I'm still kind of like wondering. Yeah, tell me. I like the fact that you can set it up on any type of lawnmower. It doesn't have to be a special type of lawnmower that comes yeah. with this all, you know, programmed into it. You can program your own lawnmowers with this attachment that goes on. Yeah. And that's that with um, like John Deere and people like that. They sell those, you know, $400,000 robotic lawnmowers. And it's like, yeah, no, that's not going to happen for most people out there in the world. They just can't afford to do that kind of stuff. And you can actually just rent this thing. You don't even have to buy it. You that just, is true. Yeah. I mean, you, you're basically leasing the robot for a while and for as long as your company needs or wants it, then you send it back. 
get the new upgraded model a couple of years down the road, just like we do with Fiat Carves now, right? That sounds good to me. It's like yeah. I said, I wish I had one of these back when I was in Boston. Yeah, it's it's. I think it's really coming off good, and um, I think you pair this up with a newer electric lawnmower, and you could really, you know, save the environment and do some really nice, fun things with it. It'd be interesting. Definitely. And as you oh. said, you know, for people that are working on golf courses, I mean, you've got large areas, and this would be perfect for something. Yeah, like that. it'd just be crazy. And let's just hope that they're uh, not waking you up in the middle of the night with their robots uh, going out there and mowing the lawns. Uh, one of our other stories, how often do you wake up in the middle of the night, Joe? Um, usually it depends upon um, maybe once or twice if I wake, you know, if that happens, I wake I, up during the night. I wake up in the middle of the night a good four or five nights a week, probably. And it's just the restlessness. It's just like, okay, I, I went to sleep. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling, And I just wake up and I'm kind of like, huh. And it's, I've got my Kindle next to me because I don't want any blue screen light or anything around as I'm reading and doing stuff or I'll listen to a meditation to get back to bed. And now there's a little debate about this, whether you should be sleeping in one huge, long eight-hour chunk or should it be broken up into some spots? Uh, so this article out here is talking about the idea that there is some research that shows in medieval Europe in particular, but it's also in some other societies, there was a first sleep and a second sleep where people would get up and move around and do um, primarily, especially with churches, going out to pray and things like that in the middle of the night. And I was like, huh, maybe that's, is it, are we just destined towards that or not? Is this just a human reaction idea or what do you think? Do you think this is just ingrained or do you think it's we are uh, got too much stimuli where it's making us wake up in the middle of the night? When I was reading the article about it, it basically talked about prior to the industrial age, that's what people did. They went to sleep, they would get up in the middle of the night, they would do something and as you said, they would either go pray or they would go do something around the house and then they would come back and they would sleep again. But then we got to the industrial age, I think people were out there working so hard during the day they just were, were transitioned where get a good night's sleep because you got to work again tomorrow. And so they started doing that. But I think it's, you know, as, as you know, what's on our minds now, there's so much pressure on people these days with everything that's going on in the world. Yeah. People go to bed with things on their mind and subconsciously they're thinking about these things. And that's what I think causes people to wake up because they might, you know, something could click where they just wake up about it. I know myself, what I'll do is I'll get up and I'll take a drink of water. You know, I'll put some water on my face or something like that. I'll just um, take a walk, take a look outside, and then I'll go back and try to fall back to sleep again. Yeah. You know, the the looking outside, I saw a shooting star, uh, a meteor, a uh, couple nights ago when I did that. When I woke up in the middle of the night, just happened to look out, and bam, I was like, wow, that was luck. Um, but it, yeah, and, and it was one of the ideas, and the reason why we made this story made is just because it's, it's this – how does our technology affect us? Like I wear a watch to track my sleep and all my other things like that. And it says that I'm sleeping just fine. It doesn't even notice that I wake up sometimes because I'm just lying so still in bed. And I just feel like, okay, I'm awake. What am I doing? And it's, it's one of those ideas that um, we all just need to get some better sleep, I think. And it's how does it work for you is, is the better way. Is it better to do two sleeps? Is it better to do one long sleep? I think you're on it there, Joe, about we're all just anxious about things right now. And that's why we're reverting back to this two sleep thing. 
Yeah, I think that's definitely the key because everybody has so much on their mind and on their plate these days that they just, um, you know, it just it just triggers something during the middle of the night where you're going to wake up and, and you because you're thinking about something maybe you're going to do that the, the next day or something that happened the day before and it's on your mind or something that you saw in the news. It could be anything. Yeah, yeah and I think that this is, uh, you know, as always, we'll put these in the show notes. So go and read this. And in this article, there's links to other studies about this because this is not a settled science at all, as if anybody could guess sleep was mysterious. Um, are you someone who uh, keeps a notebook by the bed for dreams or things like that, Joe? No, I don't do that. Yeah, I, I've never done that either. I know some people have done who really swear by that idea you know they've got something on their mind all of a sudden they wake up and they jot down exactly whatever it is um i guess maybe my yeah where, where i've gotten up and walked out into the kitchen and wrote something down because i thought about it and i said i don't want to forget so i leave a note but i mean it's not something i do on a regular basis nice yeah i i do so much digital i don't and i don't want my to turn my phone on to take my notes so i, I think i lose out a little bit on that Maybe I should go back to paper and pencil for a couple of things, huh? <laughs> it just might. But it is one of those things. So if you do wake up in the middle of the night and it's just a normal, natural part of your rhythm, go for it. That's the effect of this article. And if you sleep all night long and you're not feeling quite rested in the morning, then you might have some other issues and you should talk to a doctor about that. Um, our last story of the day is so library oriented. <laughs> we don't even need another fun, cool thing. Um, Book Riot, which is, uh, if you're not familiar with, is a website out there that just talks about books and libraries and bookstores and stuff like that. And it really tries to link up people to hook them uh, with what you should be reading next sort of thing. Uh, they put together a list uh, to start the year for books to help you be a better digital citizen. Everything from children's books to adult books, ideas for how to uh, help you live a better life online. Like we've been talking for months, for years, you know, the digital world is the real world. It's you're not, you're not hiding someplace else. It's, you know, virtual reality is reality, so to speak. Which books of these spoke out to you there, Joe? There were a couple that spoke out to me. The, the first one was about... Um... It said, hello, hello. And it was basically balancing your online life with your offline life to make sure that you're not spending too much time online. Um, you know, whether you're going on the computer and whatever you're doing, playing games or doing anything on the computer, because there's a whole world out there and you've got to yeah. live your life and you can't live your life, you know, stuck to a computer all day. So the, it talked about balancing your life and that one stuck out. Because I think yeah. that's very important these days because we are at work, we're on the computers. We're driving, you know, we're listening to, um, you know, that we got the radio, but we have our computer telling us where to go for directions. Mm -hmm. uh, we get home. A lot of people, the first thing they do, they jump on the computer and check emails. And then they start, you know, going through, um, they surf in the net to see what's going on. It's, we spend too much time. We need to get out and start enjoying outside again. Yeah, and that is, I was out the uh, out, out back. We've got a little fire pit out back. I've been out there the last few nights that it's finally warmed up enough to use the fire pit. I know I'm a little bit different than most people out there. I don't want it to be too cold while I'm outside enjoying it. I want it to be cool, but not cold. Um, but I, I'm one of the people who like just puts on music in the background. 
or it does something like that. I'll, I'll have my echo play, you know, like a, a surf, a fire or a surf in the background as I'm de decompressing after the day and working around and making dinner and stuff like that. So yeah. And those, um, one of the ones that really caught my eye was this algorithms of oppression. Um, cause it really talks well about how, um, if you just allow the machines, um, to do whatever you want them to do without you paying attention to it, you're going to be led in a direction, whether intentionally or unintentionally, towards your own biases. And you need to pay attention to that kind of stuff. And you need to actually stop and think about why am I looking at this? Where am I going with this idea and stuff like that? And we actually talked about that on uh, the monthly show uh, last spring. And I'll bring up a link. By the way, of course, all these books are in your library for free. I'm not telling you to go out and buy any books. If you want to, great. But if you want to just check them out from the library, we've got them in both dead tree form and in ebook form right there for you on the library website. Four of them in dead tree form available and one on ebook still available right now as of the time I'm recording this. So feel free to come jump in. Um, and we also did shows on this. So we did our Creation Station monthly show back in April. And we did one on artificial intelligence to pair up along with some of these other books about what this world's going to look like in 10 years, 20 years of having artificial intelligence helping us in doing these things. So feel free to go explore. If the link to those shows is all on the same page that you came to to register for this class. So don't worry about that. What, do you, what are you interested in, Joe, about uh, trying to uh, learn more about how we're interacting with the future? Um, it's, you know, it's just, there's, there's a lot of things you can look at is how we're interacting and, and it's a lot of times we're, we're getting more and more, um, tech oriented in, in everything we're doing. And it's just, um, just something that, as I said, going back to that other book is we just got to like, find that good mix, uh, a good balance. Mm -hmm. I think it is. I think that that's one of our real key things is being able to, like you said, if we can balance each other out and working and talking with people. And I, I count that online also. It's you can't be talking in your same bubble chamber just to your two or three friends that you always talk to. You've got to broaden your horizons, join a Discord group that's going to challenge your thought process or read or do something else. Get. I agree with you, Joe. I grab my Kindle and I go sit out back and I go just listen to the wind or listen to the birds or do whatever, um, riding the bicycle. Uh, you know what it's too, Bob. If you if you listen to someone else's perspective, and you start, you know, you get to understand where they're coming from, and that kind of yeah. helps you out because you know we all sometimes we we walk around with blinders on, we see things our way, you know, to understand and take the time to actually listen to what somebody else is saying, and and see some of the things that they see or some of the things that they're looking at, and it helps you out because it just makes you understand the whole picture and not just um, you know what we think everything was. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Joe, I'm going to challenge you. Do you think there's a good Yankees opinion out there? What was that? I'm sorry. Do you think there's a good opinion about the Yankees out there? <laughs> the Yankees. <laughs> I got to tell you, that is a love-hate relationship. Oh, I know. That's rivalry in sports. Yeah, it's so much fun. Uh, this is going on and going on. Tell me. One quick thing I wanted to talk about was one of the other books that caught my eye in the digital uh, citizenship. Yeah. And it was the um, the one, it's called, I believe, Happily Ever After. And it deals with about, um, it, you know, it starts off, with, it's, a, it's a children's book. 
and it's about Little Red Riding Hood, and it goes into depth of, with, with kids about the dangers of of being um, online and what's out there online. It's done yes. in a nice way, and I think parents need to sit down with their children and let them know that you know there are people out there that are bad people that you know they're online, and you got to be careful on what you say and what you do online and what you post, because there's people out there, and then you know when we all know them, they're predators, and people got to be careful. And parents have to help their kids. And I think bringing, that's a very bringing good Bringing that one. up for you right now so everybody can see what that story is. Uh, once upon a time, happily ever after is only a click away. Um, yeah, I agree with you, Joe, on that one. And I'll add on to that um, when your uh, kids are at home uh, using the VR gear. You know, one of the things I'm always talking about, using virtual reality and augmented reality. You know. Check on what they're using. Check on what they're doing. You can mirror all those headsets to a TV so you can see exactly what they're accessing and what they're playing and what they're doing and who they're talking to. It, you know, it's it does it's that very immediate thing of talking. And you're right. You know, you need to know what they're doing. Give them space as they're growing up to learn how to explore their things, but still be there with, you know, with that cautionary bit that, to help protect them and help help them learn. That's why we do these books, right? That's, That's what you come out here for. So thank you so much for, we just flew right by, didn't it, Joe? Right there? Is, it, is that amazing how much time that just goes so fast with us? What's going on with you guys? What, what do we got going on? Anything cool and special happening for the library system coming up? Uh, we're right, well, in, in our end, in business services, we're in the budget cycle right now. So we're working on the capital budget, which we're finishing up. That'll be taken care of and submitted uh, by the end of next week. And then following that, we jump into our operations budget. So we'll be working yeah. on um, next year's fiscal um, 20. It'll be actually fiscal 24's budget. So, yeah, I know you, you live in a different world because you're living a year ahead of everybody. <laughs> right. Well, but it's thank you. As far as yeah. The library, we're working with our collections department and purchasing to streamline some of the processes where we can bring, bring better materials into the libraries for people and um, things that people are looking for, things that people are. You know, we, we value their opinion and um, really what they want to have in the libraries. Yeah, it's been really good. It, it has been. Uh, and things things seem to be going real from my point of view on the outside. It all looks like we're moving along pretty well. So thank you for that, sir. Let, okay. let's, throw up our, let's throw up our final slide here for everybody. Um, Thank you guys. All, thank you very much, Joe, for being here for Tech Talk Weekly. And thank you for everybody here. Um, after I go offline, I'll answer a couple of those questions in the chat. Uh, if you have a special guest or you want to see a particular library featured on us, come email me, creationstation at broward.org, and we'll get try and get them on. Everybody stay safe, and we'll see you next week. Bye, everyone.